You wanna go to the window, da 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 da, little buddy, da 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 da, What's up, y'all? That's just a, it's a little song I was singing to my roommate's cat. I was bringing him to the window. I feel like it's good. You know, it could have been like a Bee Gees hit or something. Anyway, it is I, Adam Picora. Here we are. Uh, the Dirty Dozen episode. Uh, not to be confused with the Baker's Dozen episode coming up next. But uh, the Dirty Dozen episode. Here we are. Numero dos. Get, get your eggs ready. Requiem for Tuesday. Here we are. Uh, still mid-quarantine. Still right in the thick of it. Uh, trying to duke things out. Um... I will get to this later, but I uh, just wanted to say I do have a new EP out streaming everywhere. I think there's some issues with the Spotify um, like distribution, actually. It, it may not be up on Spotify yet, but you can find it on Vancamp, well, wolfx.vancamp.com, or just look up Wolfx Home Invasion. Uh, the title of it is Home Invasion, and you probably won't be able to find it based on my name because uh, we're just dropping everything on streaming now. So I do have a few other releases uh, from the back catalog that are dropping on streaming services. A couple of them are already out. We got the Fix and Circuit Loop, which is cool. Uh, the rest of it should be coming uh, as the quarantine progresses. So everything should be uploaded uh, everywhere soon. Uh, so check that out. I'm going to dive into that i think i'm gonna do a little musical story time uh today uh as uh nothing's really going on that we can really talk about so uh yeah gonna get a little introspective but uh that'll be coming i wanted to start with uh something that everybody's been talking about and uh that of course is tiger king one of the uh premier documentary series that uh i've seen in a very long time i mean i tried to get into mcmillions it keeps boring me sorry like i'm sure that it gets i'm sure it gets really interesting and really crazy but uh i don't know it's like i look at my phone i look up there's just some old lady in a chair and i'm like i don't know i don't know if i'm into this it seems like it would be right at my alley but sorry tom segura's cousin i didn't get into it i gave it two tries i think i'm out I think I'm tapped out on that. I do need to get back into Watchmen, though. Fucking that up. I watched, like, two episodes. I was like, this is great. And then, you know, I stopped paying attention, fucked myself over. Now, next thing, and then I fell asleep, and now it's on, like, episode seven, and I have to, like, figure out where I'm at because I was in a haze the last thing I remember. So, <clears throat> it's one of those nightmare scenarios. Uh, so, yeah, got to navigate through that. But, uh, I mean, it's like, I think it's like the Jinx 1, Tiger King 2, like already? Can we say that? Um, I mean, I'm probably forgetting something really major. Probably something that I've seen and loved also. Who knows? But as it stands right now in my head, like, that's where we're going. I think the Jinx was unbelievable. Uh, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend it on HBO this guy was like a New York real estate like son. He was basically Donald Trump, and instead of like being a dick in the business, he just murdered like a bunch of like his wife, <laughs> like because he couldn't handle he couldn't handle being the the Wall Street guy. So yeah, he's like Trump's brother, and instead of dying himself, he killed other people, 
And then he just like kept killing people for like different reasons and just kept getting away with it. It's crazy. Awesome. Awesome. Hot mic. First hot mic moment I've ever seen. Um it uh it was awesome. Yeah, so watch that. Uh but Tiger King, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. Watched it in one sitting, of course, like right right when it dropped pretty much, I think. I'm not really sure. <coughs> Um, we didn't know what we were getting into. I thought it was like a movie or each episode was about another crazy animal person. And then it just kind of stayed on and we're like, oh, oh, I guess there's more. And before you know it, it's like I can't even wrap my head around <laughs> like what's going on. I'm losing track of everything. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely batshit insane. Um, I don't really have anything to add that you haven't already heard, seen, or discussed. I would like to say I like the dude uh, with no legs, the para- the paragliding guy or whatever the fuck he did to do that. I mean, whatever. He was pretty chill. He seemed nice and cool and, like, pretty level-headed as, I mean, as, as possible. Like, I guess in the midst of all that. The fact that in the middle of all that chaos... The dude with no legs who, like, lives in a trailer or wherever the fuck, like, working on, <clears throat> like, cars that have been left for 30 years or whatever was happening. He's, like, restoring junkyards. I-, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. But that guy seemed like a normal, chill guy. <laughs> like, it's insane. The fact that anyone in there exists is just a testament to how crazy Florida is. I cannot cannot even begin to talk about how fucking nuts florida is as a place i mean i I, they're they're just aren't words it's a fucking shithole and uh, you know there's three places i want to go there and that's it forever so like just get it away just go away florida (laughs) florida man is the craziest shit ever i've said it before i'll say it again forever anyway um yeah i like i like the no leg guy he was cool um but I, I just remember at the end, he's like, divorce my wife, never been happier. And he's just like eating a sandwich. And, you know, he's content. So I'm like, you know what? Good for him. He made it. He's got those legs, the cheetah legs. <clears throat> I, I, if I lost my legs and they tried to give me some like flesh looking legs, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Give me the cheetah legs. Okay. I don't care if I'm not an athlete. I want the cheetah legs. I want to go fast. Okay. You know what I mean? I would be. I would I would walk everywhere. I'm sorry. There's nothing to get tired anymore. You know? Long distance walking, the whole issue is my feet. If I got these cheetah legs, I'm going to be springboarding all over town. I think that that is 100% the move. Like, how could you not want to go for that? You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, and then the dude, Doc, who was like the cult guy, I totally believed every word of it, but then he was on, he was on, Theo Vaughn's podcast, which is a crazy, a crazy place to go to as a response thing. But it was awesome. It was weird because he seemed like a totally normal, chill guy and everything he said kind of checks out, you know, and it's like, should we trust all these crazy bumfuck people? Kind of seems like that guy's got his shit together now. So I don't know what to think about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that if you put some beats behind those country songs, we could have some real bangers on our hands, like, pretty soon. You know what I mean? Um, I think that we were just a couple, you know, we're, we're just a couple remixes away from 
some real nice country entertainment. And I mean, if if all of this works out and he gets out of prison, you know, Country Thunder 2021, you know, we're going to need country music. <laughs> once uh, once all this blows over, we're going to get united by drinking Coors Lights, listening to Luke Bryan, you know, that that hip hop country. That's the shit. That that's that real like wa- that's that trashy banger like <laughs> nasty shit. You know what I mean? Like you take Molly when you go to those concerts. Like, like Florida Georgia Line, Luke Bryan shit where they're just like they're literally just rhyming over like looped banger guitar country beats and talking about getting drunk and fucking. The difference is like the cars they talk about are mudders, you know, they're for go- they're for mud and, and trucking and uh, put my wood in the back. You know what I mean? Like, he's talking about pounding a chick on a flatbed, right? Like, those guys talk about fucking all the time. They're like, yeah, I, they're like, grab a cold beer, open it on her tits, you know? And it's like, holy shit, this is provocative. And white people are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But turn that hip-hop shit off, you know what I mean? Like, that's too vulgar or whatever they say. And it's like, do you guys not understand that these guys are saying the same things just from the perspective of a redneck? So it's all the South versions. You know what I mean? Like, they don't talk about rims. They talk about big tires. <laughs> right? They don't talk about they don't talk about jewelry. It's like belt buckles, hats, and boots. But, like, they're talking about getting drunk and fucking, like, beating, like being terrible husbands and fathers. Like, they're like, I'm going to fucking leave and I'm going to do what I want because it's America. They talk about having guns like crazy, but, like, in a Second Amendment way, not a gangster way. But it's, like, that, that hip-hop country thing. And I'm not talking even, like, like pre-Old Town Road. This has been a thing, you know. And nobody, nobody really noticed, I guess. I think I've talked about this before, but it is just bad shit. <laughs> um... Yeah, but like we're just a few remixes away from having you know Joe Exotic be in that territory, and I think uh, I think that's really where he would shine is in like the bro pack country squad, you know what I mean? Um, that is not a white supremacist organization, just so you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like my whole thing is like, should it exist? You know, no, probably not. I don't know. Like, it, I think that that's the weird thing that Netflix kind of does. It's like, ah, uh, I guess I can't really think of an example right now. But it just seems like such a Netflix move to, like, have this, like, hit documentary series, right? With, like, a bunch of crazy shit. But it doesn't, like, do anything or, like, have a message. <laughs> right? Like, I guess it's from his perspective, right? So it's kind of saying, like, let Joe out. You know, that's kind of its home thing, but, I mean, it's not really, like, leaning in any direction. It doesn't really have a statement. It's just, like, here's a bunch of crazy shit. So, like, yeah, we're all eating it up, but I think that, like, from a documentary perspective, like, it, I guess it, like, just literally documents, but it doesn't have, it doesn't have any type of, it doesn't have any type of, like, narrative, really. I don't know. I watched it over the course of many a drink. Um, I do not have any desire to rewatch it, so it, I don't know. I could be fucking wrong about all this shit. I don't really fucking care. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was fine. You know what I mean? Like, crazy shit. Crazy shit. But, like, as as a piece of entertainment, it's like, eh, you know, it's all right. But the shit's nuts. <laughs> so, I mean, weigh that with however you want to weigh that. <laughs>
you know, we can put that. Like, how do you put? It's it's like in a rewatchability factor, like the Irishman, maybe. I don't know because everybody like instantly was doing retroactive reviews because they watched it like a second time. It's like, are all these movie critics just doing the reviews on one watch every time? I mean, I don't know. That sounds both incredibly how it should be and both not at all how it should be. I don't know because I feel like a music reviewer isn't listening to that album once. Although I did use, I wanted to do that as like... I think at one point that was just a podcast idea with, like, multiple people. I could do it by myself, I guess. But I guess I could do that, do it on just, like, episodes of this. I could do, like, like a series within this show that could be doing this. But it was, like, one listen reviews. And, uh, but, yeah, that was basically the idea. I wanted to do it with, like, really bad albums, though, too. Like, I wanted the first one to be Kid Cudi's Beat and Bullet to Heaven. Like, what a fucking atrocity. Uh... I've never finished it. I've never finished a song, like, start to finish from it. Um, so I wanted us to, like, all listen to it, not, like, try not to talk to each other during, and just take notes, and then we just go over our notes for the whole thing. And it's a long record, so that one would have been, that one would have been fucking crazy. Because I bet halfway through, you'd just be like, make it stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but you can do it with good records, just new records too, whatever. But one listen review, I don't think that that happens. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that anybody does that. I hope not, anyway. That doesn't make sense for music. I don't think it really makes sense for movies either. I just think that there's a lot to unpack. But I don't know. I also feel like if you're, like, at the film festival and you're going to write a review, like, you're going to see the movie once, so... I guess for rev- yeah, movies are weird in that like for reviews, I guess you would watch it once and then like for awards, you would maybe watch it a couple times. Do you maybe still only watch it once and like you focus on whatever the nomination is? So like you know what I mean? If it's in the nomination for like supporting actor, do you only watch the supporting actor's performance? Do you watch the whole movie? Like I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what's going on over there. You know what I mean? I just unpacked a lot, you know. Who's gonna? Who's? I'm asking the hard questions that nobody wants to. That no. That everybody's afraid of. You know what I mean? The big Hollywood gambit. They're coming for you, and you need to be ready, okay? Because when this corona passes, we're gonna see a new Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Just kidding. I mean, they're gonna keep eating up all your fucking money on bullshit. So <laughs> maybe we. Maybe they'll like make a, an Avengers movie that doesn't require travel for anybody. So nobody gets corona, and then it'll be, like, better, because it'll be shot like fucking, like, clerks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll be shot for, it, they'll have to pay $80 million just in acting, but then it'll be, like, a twenty like a $20 million production, you know? Let's give it that. That's a nice little, little shit bump in production. You know what I mean? Like, in cost. I would love to see a character-driven movie why can't it just be about like uh all the politics involved or something i don't know i don't really want to see a political thriller but you know what i mean like what i had the same thing with batman like just make it make a bruce wayne movie just do that period somebody please make it just about the day-to-day i think that that's i think that that's what i don't like i mean i get that that's the point of the avengers is that like they're all avenging so i guess the avengers specifically they're always in costume but i feel like who's having a nobody has like a personal life in any in any of that series, Tony Stark's is I guess the most believable, right? I haven't seen all of them, so I don't really fucking know. Whatever, 
But I feel like nobody just like goes home and you clearly have an idea of like their, you know what I mean? Their personal identity. I just want to see the guy like make a sandwich. You know, let him burn his hand on the stove. Like make them seem like at least somewhat real at some point. Like it's, it's just too much like perfection. It's nonsense, you know? And you just never, you never think they're going to die. You know what I mean? Everybody acts like, you know, everybody acts like the whole fucking Endgame thing was so goddamn monumental. Like, there was already another Spider-Man movie about to come out, like, two months later. It's like, you know that he's fine. So even though they did, like, the crazy ending, they didn't. And then they undid it in the movie anyway. It's like, you're still not listening. Like, everybody's still invincible. Because you brought it back. If you were truly trying to make a point that, like, oh... You know what I mean? Everybody's wrong. Like, there is real stakes in these movies. There's not. You needed a way to write Robert Downey Jr. out of the thing because he was done. That's it. Like, nothing eventful actually happened. Everything worked out. It was great. You know? Fuck. That movie sucked. I got dragged to that. I didn't want to go. And I'm still mad about it. How? How does everybody eat that up? I don't understand it. I don't know. Maybe everything else would just be too confused. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. <sighs> I'm stressed out about it. <laughs> but I, I, I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I guess everybody likes it. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to start a petition <laughs> to put an end to this mania, whatever. I don't know. Go watch. I'm just saying, like, everybody's trying to support their local businesses right now. How about you support your indie filmmakers? How about we do that, too? Like, while you're quarantined, how about if you're renting a movie, don't rent the big-budget studio picture. Maybe rent that cool little indie flick, you know? Go watch The Lighthouse. I'm going to keep advocating for it until a lot of people have seen it. I mean, come on. Watch something. You know what I mean? Like, watch Uncut Gems. Why are you watching fucking Gigatron 7? You know, why are you watching Transformers Dark of the Moon? Get the fuck out of here. It's garbage, Okay. Get get a little substance going. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. America. You know what I mean? Put your fucking put your two liter of Coca-Cola down, okay? And read something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really read that much. I only read Vonnegut books and I still haven't been doing it. We've been fucking quarantined like this, and I'm still just not reading. <laughs> There are stretches of time where I'm like, man, I wish I had something to do. And then I'm like, oh, I got a book right there. I'm just like, I can't. Reading is such a mood thing for me. It's very strange. I don't know why that is. I'm sure I'm not the only one. But, uh, yeah, it's like if I'm if I'm not interested in reading like a book, I can't. But I could read an article. I could read hundreds of articles a day. No problem. I don't even think about it. I'm like, I'm looking for more stuff to read. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then when it comes to like, oh, here, read this narrative book. And I'm like, ah, that's such a commitment. You know what I mean? And I don't even like, I don't even read like that. You know what I mean? I'm not like annotating, doing analysis. I'm like, is this, can I keep reading? Like, you know what I mean? That That's how I judge good writing. I don't, I don't know shit about actually analyzing any of the shit. I'm not going to pretend like I do. Like, oh, this, this, this is actually about the Cold War. It's like, dude, that book was about the jungle. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, they, they were adventurers. And it's like, no, it's about the Cold War. And it's like, dude, I didn't get any of that. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Total surface level <laughs> is all that I picked up. 
<laughs> pretty much. You know what I mean? Most of the time, that'll be the case. Um, I like the Dexter series, though. It's really good. I got into it after the show, and then the show broke my heart, so I kind of stopped reading the books because, God, I loved that show. Well, looking back, watching some of it, it, it wasn't as good as I remembered. I mean, I was like I was like a freshman when I was really getting into it and like catching up to it in high school, by the way. Long, yeah, long time ago, kids. That's like a decade ago. Jesus. I hate even saying it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know how fucking terribly that show shit the bed. Worst fucking ending in history. I'm sorry. It goes against everything the character stands for and is about, and none of it made any fucking sense. And it was, yeah, just the fact that there, like, was a fucking hurricane coming and, like, like, come on, all of it was just so unbelievable. And he just got out of it. It was bullshit. I'm sorry. They they did not even try. They did not even try. But, uh, yeah, I didn't like that whole last season. Really, the last two, I thought it was just hard to watch. It was terrible. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, even at its peak, I, don't, I kind of think now that it wasn't as good as I think it was when I look back. But uh, that was a good show. I do like the books. I have like two or three left. I know that the book series also ended probably a lot better. I think I have two left only. Yeah, I have to do like Final Cut and then like Dexter's Dead. And I, I mean, I liked all of them. They were crazy. Some of them were better. Like they were better than seasons of the show because only the first season of the show was the first book. Then they did their own thing. The show doing their own thing went well. Um, I remember, I didn't like the third season, I know that, because the killer wasn't that cool, but, uh, they did this cool one in the book where, like, it was a dude who performs surgery on people, but he pumps them with chemicals so they can, like, stay awake and watch it happen, and he's, like, cutting all their limbs off, and, like, it was awesome. It was really, really good. Uh, book series is pretty cool, and, uh, yeah, so I gotta finish that, but then I'm, I'm just reading Vonnegut books, and, uh. Yeah, I have to do, uh, I have Sirens of Titan is my next one. I'm ready for it. I'm trying to get through all of them, like all of his novels at least. But uh got a long way to go for that. And if I would just fucking pick up a book, I'd, I'd be, <laughs> you know what I mean? I could be breezing through it right now. Probably still won't after this. Let's just be honest here, you know? I won't tell anybody, you won't tell anybody. We'll just keep talking about it. It's fine. Uh, But yeah, hopefully I get in the mood soon. And uh, can just start that streak going. That would be ideal, I guess. But we'll see on that. Also, I, I, I don't really remember much about it happening. I just want to go back. Uh, we're gonna take 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 a step downstairs, go back down, uh, real quick, and say that uh, I think that 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 lady, like, it's fuck that lady, and she definitely Carol Baskin, whatever the fuck, definitely fed her husband to some tigers, because that's some crazy shit, and that was a crazy lady. Okay, so I'm just adding that. Uh, if that's wrong, then I'm sorry, but, uh, I mean, that doc did a good job of making it seem like you're pretty wild. That's all I'm saying. That That's where I'm leaning in the debate, okay? That's my idea. That's not my belief. Okay, that's my thought. Chris Rock, Dogma, Great Flick. A lot of Kevin Smith references today. I don't know why that is. I still don't know why he thinks that his whole look is a good look. That was a good look for a fat dude, not a good look for a skinny dude. Sorry, Kevin Smith. I'm sure you're comfortable. It's all you used to wear. But you could put on, like, better clothes now. You could put on, you know, regular-sized shorts and, like, not wear a jacket with a hat and a hockey jersey. I don't know. Like, why do you have to dress like a comic book character? 
It's weird. Like have a uniform because it's not it's not a good one. It's like if you had a good little outfit, like Steve Jobs looked phenomenal. It was perfect for him. Your look was good for fat Kevin Smith, and I'm glad you're not fat. I'm sorry you had a heart attack. I love your work. Big fan. Not a good look for a skinny guy, though. You know what I mean? You got to have skinny guy looks now. Like, if I lost weight, I probably would have to dress a little different. Good thing I'm, a, I'm you know what I mean? But I'm just a little husky boy. So I don't know what the how dramatic the difference would be. You know what I mean? I wasn't, a, I'm not a round, round, rebound, robust motherfucker. You know, I got a, I got a little chunk on the side. So I, I don't know how to compare it. Right? I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, you could have a better look. You know what I mean? I can clean you up real nice, Kevin Smith. You, like, listen to me. I wear all the comfy clothes, you know? Like, I'm the, I'm either, I'm either the fattest skinny guy on earth or the skinniest fat guy there is. Like, it's one of the two. I'm right on that borderline. You know what I mean? So, like, I gotta dress comfy and a little out of the thing, but, like, all my, I could wear, I could wear a medium if I had to. You know what I mean? Just because I prefer XL, you know what I mean. I'm somewhere, I'm somewhere between medium and XL. Maybe that's large to you, but you don't know how the fits are. Okay, you know what I mean. I got, I got curves, right? I'm like Lizzo. Don't body shame me, bro. But yeah, so I, I got, I got the comfort swag on, on lock. So you just let me know, okay? I got the Luke's. Um, but yeah, uh, I just want to take a little bit, kind of talk about, uh. You know, I mentioned at the top that there was like that I have a little new EP out, and uh, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about um, the music stuff, how that's been going. I mean, I've been doing it for years now. At this point, I started out just doing like making everything with like uh, logic loops that are like built in. Um, kind of just arranged them around, dug deep, found what I could. Didn't really know what I was doing. Kind of learned it all that way. Um, some of that shit's fucking awesome. I'll be honest. I'm putting it. It's, it's going up on this on streaming. Like most of it, <laughs> uh, most of it is like that. And uh, yeah, I got into live stuff just like slow, real slow. Like with all the starter stuff, started with like a fucking uh, Korg Monotron. It's like literally a synth you can put in your pocket. It sucks. Like you can't really use it, but it's so dope when it's your first thing. You know, and I just did, like, slow upgrades from there. I went, like, from that to, what did I get? The uh, the Korg uh, Volca, like, keys. I was doing, like, synth on that. And then me and my buddy Justice, that was how we founded Multiplex. I mean, we did a collab record when I was still doing the, the, uh, the Logic Loop thing. And then, like, from there, like, we just started, uh, started doing a collab record, started chilling, you know, became best buds. He was just on the pod, you know, a couple episodes ago for the for the tenth anniversary special, if you will, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. Once I got that synth, he was like, "Let's use that." And we made our first record, Case Thirty by Multiplex, streaming everywhere now or multiplex.bandcamp.com. Shameless plug. Let's run it. Uh, and yeah, I was just like, "Okay, I got to upgrade from this." I bought a Moog Verkstat. Uh, incredibly basic, but incredibly awesome. The only cheap thing you can get from Moog, period. Like, even their pedals, when they sold them, cost more than this fucking thing. Uh, but it was cool. We did a lot with it. I used it for a really long time on a bunch of shit. Uh, I have since gotten rid of it, uh, because now I got the 808. I bought the, I had, I was running the 808, the Moog Verkstat. That was my move. 
for a while. Uh, that was the multiplex setup for me, and now it is a beautiful 808 with a beautiful 303. Uh, both are remakes, but, you know, that's why the new record's uh, very, like, acid-housey. It, it's kind of what I got now. Uh, I had to ditch the synths. I, didn't, I don't know how to play synths. You know what I mean? I know how to sequence stuff. That was how the Logic Loops thing worked. And I kind of just realized, like, that was it. Um, and then I had a Volca sample. Got rid of it. Can't use it. I don't like it. It didn't work. Like, um, you had to tra- you had to record your things on your phone if you wanted to put sound bites into, like, and you transfer it through this app through, like, a wire transfer. And then it wouldn't play your samples right if, you, like, ten times in a row. It, like, lost my third sample and I would have to, like, find it. Um, and then, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't, you had to like, you couldn't just put a file on there. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't cut up a little snippet of what you wanted to sample and then put that on the app and transfer it. You had to like record through your phone's microphone and it was bullshit. Um, so I upgraded that to actually something even cheaper. <laughs> uh, the Akai MPX8. It's a little sample player. So you do the sampling itself on your computer then you just put it on here via SD card. If you, I mean, if you're going to cut samples, like, on your computer anyway, or if that might be something you already do, get this thing then. Like, you don't need an MPC unless, like, that's going to be your only thing. Um, I also have an MPC 2000. Not XL, sadly, but uh, out of commission. It works, I think, but it, I got the floppy drive. I have the other... Like, the stuff to swap it, I think it's the right stuff. I don't really know what I'm doing, though. I can't even upgrade the OS, so, I like, <laughs> as dumb as that sounds, probably 101. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with it. I assume it works, but I'm kind of just keeping it as, like, a nice little thing to have. It looks good. You know what I mean? I collect uh, collect vintage Apple products. Let's, let's throw in an MPC. Why not? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to share a little bit of the journey, but that was kind of how it went down. And then, yeah, just as Multiplex kept going, I was like, okay, like, let me, let me step my shit up. Like, what could I do solo with this? You know, or, or like, even just like, we need to have better things. Like we can't just, cause originally it was just that little Volca synth and a guitar. And that was all we had, his guitar. And, uh, yeah, now we're here, upgraded a lot of shit for sure. And then, uh, yeah, I was just like, okay, like, solo, I can't be doing these loops anymore. Like, let me do, like, a live performance thing. That was where Sugar Loop came from. It was just the 808 and a fucking distortion distortion pedal I have, a delay pedal I have, uh, which are both awesome. These tiny little half pedals I got for, like, 30 bucks a piece. They're fucking fantastic. It's like a Rowan Holy War <laughs> distortion pedal. It's fucking sick. And then a, like, Donner... Uh, like radioactive, I don't know what it's called, delay, but it's like yellow and has the radioactive thing. They're both fucking great. Uh, I love them. Uh, but that was all I used on that one. It was kind of like, okay, like here's what I can do with the 808. It, I, looking back on it, I mean, I should have spent a little more time on a bunch of the tracks, but uh, 16 tracks for 16 bars and all 808 and effects, and it was cool. I mean, I, I just wanted to like do a record where I'm like a performer for once. And, uh, yeah, that's what led to this next one, because now I have this 303 bass line, and I'm like, I gotta get this thing on fucking records. Because uh, that was part of the thing. I never used the Volca sample, like, on anything, because it just wasn't right. It was just, like, having another shittier drum sequencer. 
it didn't really do any of the things I thought that it would. And uh, I used the new sampler on the new record already, like within not even knowing really how to use it. I got it like a couple days before I was recording it, honestly. And yeah, it worked out great. Uh, but uh, the real reason why I want to bring this up is like, uh, you know, you might think like, why the 808? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> how the timing of it was just perfect. It was kind of like how I thought everything was going with me lining up work and then this fucking coronavirus thing happened. But uh, basically, yeah, I mean, we were just jamming. We played, we were playing a couple shows and I'm like, I got to have more than this. Like we have to have more than this. And I saw that Roland was re-releasing this like on, you know, on my feed on something. And I was like, oh shit, they're remaking the 808. It's like, I, I don't know. I didn't know what it was worth. I assumed it was worth a lot. Like I knew that they were out of production and stuff. Um, so I was like, fuck it, I got to jump on that. And it seemed like a lot of money, and it was. But it was, like, now it's like, what would I have done without this thing? I absolutely fucking love it. Like, it is my favorite thing to play with, like, ever. Um, I wish I also had a 909, because I think it would go better with the 303 now. But I, I bought the 808 because, like, one, I didn't even know that the 909, like, was prominent also in its own right. Um, because, like, I grew up on hip-hop. Like, 808 was just a term that, like... You hear it from fucking hundreds of rappers. You know what I mean? Like you just know about this machine um, through that. And like I watched the documentary on it and stuff. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm definitely going to buy this thing. And that kind of jump started the whole thing. And it's like, I don't know. With I don't know. Like without like Kanye West <laughs> doing it, probably, I don't know if I would have gotten it. Like I don't know if it would have been that big of a deal. I think, uh, I mean, he is my absolute number one fucking hero like inspiration just because he's from here like he knows this thing and he just he's just incredible like, i just get it i i think he's a genius it clicked for me you know what i mean I'm, I'm not gonna get into that whole thing um but yeah he's my absolute hero <laughs> and a, a huge inspiration and i mean i bought the fucking 808 and uh history is there i mean i'm not trying to be like that you know what i mean i'm trying to do my own thing with it, uh, I sound fucking generic and lame as hell right now. So <laughs> we're just going to soldier on past that. Uh, but that's where that came from. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I, I got to pull the trigger on this purchase. And, uh, you know, no negatives. Definitely for other shit that I've had. I had, like, little gear pieces here and there that I'm like, fuck, I don't need this. And I flipped everything I got. Everything that I've had, I have these two, like, I have a Casio, like, children's synth that's like, fuck it, why not just have it, the, bo the box is cool. And then I have this weird uh, Yamaha Porta Sound thing, I've never heard of it before, you, there's not that much info on it. Uh, the plug is, like, fucked up, I'm not gonna bother, I paid, like, 30 bucks. But it's cool, it comes in, like, a little case, that's really the only reason I got it. Uh, but other than those two things, uh, yeah, my setup has become super minimal, I got the Drums, bass, samples, boom, we're good. And then this mic that you hear me talking through right now. Um, and yeah, on the new EP, I even did like some vocal takes. The first song, it, it's just like distorted me talking and breathing really heavy through the whole thing. And then uh, on the third track, I do like little rhythmic stuff over the beat. And it's cool. It was fun. Um, so possibly more uh, vocal stuff to come in my music. And I mean, uh, not a whole lot to do. If I don't start reading, there might just be another record that's coming out again already. Because I, I don't like to sit on stuff is what I've noticed. Like, no matter what it is, whatever I've made of in any regard, and that's what I like about doing this especially is that it's like cut it, post it, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Cut it, print it, post it, book it. We're good. Run it. Uh, I yeah, I like just fucking sharing. Just go, 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 go. And uh, yeah, it's almost like that's what would be the cool thing about having like a lot of followers. I think right, like because then you don't have to like do any marketing at all for yourself. You just be like, hey, just did a new thing. Everybody's like, oh my god, this guy's doing so much stuff, and it's like, oh, perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like that's where Rogan's at right now. And that's like that's like what he's doing. He's like, I don't have to fucking talk about this or do anything. <laughs> he's like, new one's up. Don't even have to like post or share it. Like you just have enough subscribers and shit that you can just do that. Like that sounds like a dream to me. And I've always said that. It's like I I I, I don't like having like having like a financial security is one thing and like having just income is dope. So that's always a goal. But like, I, I don't have any aspirations to be rich or, like, necessarily, I guess, famous by default. But, like, the, the reason behind it would only be because I could just keep making shit. And I wouldn't have to, like, have a side gig. That's all that my real goal is. Uh, just to ha- have, have making shit be my job. That would be, that's the dream. And it's like, whatever capacity that is, is what that is. But I, you want as many people behind your shit as possible. Cause then it just like makes that, that much more possible. If that makes sense. So it doesn't need to be on any like grand scale ever. You know what I mean? I think you're always, I'm always going to want more. I'm always going to want to fucking build, build, build is my goal. But I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know like that's the thing my thing is like i don't want people to listen to my music for any reason other than like man i just wish more people knew about it i wish more people could hear it same thing with this podcast it's not any sense of like if i could just get this then i'd get a check and i'd be good it's like while that's like true for everyone no matter what the real reason is like more people like just have the access and like give it a shot. I think that more people will just like it. You know what I mean? I think that there's an appeal there and a fan base out there somewhere, right? So that that's always my mentality going into shit. It's like that th- or not going into shit. I guess like the with with a goal at the end. Like if a light is at the end of the tunnel, I guess that's what it would be. Like just like an audience. Um. I wouldn't want anybody to be listening to any of my shit or looking at it or whatever if uh, it wasn't something they want. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's weird. I don't. I don't understand how stuff works. Uh, <laughs> clearly. So yeah, that's just my little spiel on uh, me being a dork, I guess, and not not understanding anything about this type of business or how it works. Somebody teach me how to use the internet. You know what I mean? It's weird how, like, having your parents not know how to use their phones makes you think that, like, you have an understanding of, like, the internet. And then you watch um, Super Size Me 2 on YouTube. It's free with ads. Check it out. Pretty good movie because it made me realize that uh, everybody doesn't listen. And uh, so, I mean... Basically, if you watch that movie, you'll realize, maybe you know this already, but, like, I've noticed this as well, that, like, all fast food places are pretty much just saying, like, ah, made fresh, being nice, good stuff, and, like, I knew this from Whole Foods that, like, there are words you can use to avoid, like, any USDA, like, regulation stuff, so, like, nothing can say organic if it's not truly organic, but something can say that it's natural, and that just means nothing. Now, 
I knew that already, but I also knew that at Whole Foods specifically, like, the way that they order anything there is, like, fine, right? So, like, I knew that that doesn't extend to other stores. That's about as much as I knew. But then, like, in that thing, they're literally like, yeah, young people are fucking dumb. We're just going to tell them everything's good for them, and then it won't be. And basically, you watch that movie, and, like, marketing people are always fucking on top of it. (laughs) Uh, And you're not... They they didn't actually listen to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, nothing's actually being done to make our food quality any better or anything like that. Uh, They're just using the right words that people want to hear because this generation just decided that that's how it is. And, uh, yeah, we're just getting duped and we're eating shit still. And, I, I like I said, like, I kind of knew it a little bit, but, like, hearing the people say it is like, wow, they're, they're really fucking on it, huh? <laughs> like, they're not... We're never going to beat these industries <laughs> uh, was kind of a realization that I had there. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, he he had his whole accusation thing, so I'm not trying to, like, support the guy, whether he did – you know, he admitted to it. So, yeah, he's a shitty guy. That's fine. Is or was or whatever. Um, that first movie was incredible, and this one was pretty good, and they made a lot of very valid points, and I liked how it worked out in the end. So that was cool, and it ended up being a pretty good thing. I think that it's worth watching, like, period. Like, that one – we talked about how Tiger King doesn't have a message. That one does. It very clearly does. And it's pointed out there. And it's actually pretty great, honestly. Uh, it takes the whole movie to, like, become what it is. They, like, intentionally don't share a bunch of stuff. Uh, and it was honestly pretty well made. Um, yeah, I liked it. wasn't as good as the first one because the first one was, one, super impactful. Two, like, out of nowhere. It was crazy. And uh, it was just a whole better concept, frankly. But... Yeah, it was still a good watch, and it's informative. Like, you need to learn. Like, it's things that people should learn. So, like, I wouldn't say don't watch this because of that guy because it teaches you things. You know what I mean? So check that out. But, yeah, I guess the way that I realized that about, like, how marketing, like, fucking owns us is the same way that uh, that's the realization that I need to have, that, like, just because I can help uh, people that don't know anything with stuff doesn't mean that I know stuff well enough. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, but see, then I'm also like, I'm always under the belief that if I took like, if anybody takes like some kind of seminar on some shit, it's like, you know, you fucked up. You shouldn't be in a seminar like ever. Right. It's like, what could a seminar teach me? I feel like nothing. Right. So I'm not about to sign up for some little crash course on fucking industry or whatever the fuck you want to try to shove down my throat. I know I'm not going to read your book now, too. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, you're in the hole. Two hundred dollars. Get the fuck out of here with that. Right. I don't know. It's just like who wants to be that guy just sending out emails. (laughs) Right. Like by the thousands to people like fucking look look at me i'm awesome i don't know i don't know how that would work but uh yeah that was my issue with my script but that script is garbage like i just guarantee that from a screenwriting perspective the script is garbage i just know that it would work visually and it needs to be rewritten anyway period like the script is not good the dialogue is not good i'm sorry maybe i'm just self-critical i don't know well i know that i am actually i hate everything I hate everything I do, pretty much. Uh, (laughs) Or at least something about it. You know what I mean? There's always, like, you look back and you're like, oh, I could tweak that, I could tweak this. Um, But I think that that's just a, that's, that might just be a graphic designer thing. I don't know. Because all I know is that whenever I talk to designers about 
shit like that, everybody just gets what I'm saying 100%. Then when I bring that up to other people, they're like, no, no, you should feel good about my mama. And I'm like, look, you guys, like, I'm not, I don't know if people think that, like, being realistic and self-critiquing and stuff is, like, playing for compliment, like, fishing for compliments or what, or if, like, everybody just thinks that, like, you're depressed because you do things like that, it's like, while that may be the case (laughs) at any time, um, you shouldn't assume that because I'm, like, critiquing something. I don't know. Like, it's not negative. It's just uh, observing, right? Like, why why am I not, like, you know what I mean? And then, like, you have to, like, be, like, it's like, now you're putting me down. (laughs) <laughs> right it's like i was the one just be like saying a thing and now you're telling me that like i shouldn't think that and it's like well that doesn't really make any sense if the whole thing was you don't want me to say it because it's negative now you're the one being negative to me and i wasn't being negative to begin with so uh seems like we're at a stand still here right a mexican standoff that's not what that is kind of it's a social mexican standoff a little bit eh. whatever it doesn't really matter. You know, we're in the land of make-believe here on Wreckford 2, right? But, man, I really do feel like Tuesday today. Uh, I thought that this morning was Tuesday. I'm recording this on a, on a Wednesday morning. Uh, I was going to do it last night. Ended up getting drunk. <laughs> That's really all I got. I don't have an excuse. I was like, fuck it, you know. <laughs> let, me, let me polish this booze off real quick. And... Uh, yeah, so that's why. But uh, you know, now now today's Wednesday. We can have the requiem for the Tuesday that I didn't know wasn't today, right? I mean, uh, it is crazy. Like I get like how easy it is to just be the what day is it guy. Uh, but I mean, even looking at your phone all the time, like you're not looking at the day usually. I don't know, like if you're just unlocking or whatever, you can easily not see it. So I think that that's a thing. But I mean. It's just like it seems like you're playing the bit already. It's like what 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 part of your corona is a bit or a meme, and what part of it are you actually dealing with? Uh, for me, it's losing track of the day and time. Because uh, I mean, sometimes we'll be like, "Oh my god, it's only you know 11 a.m." I feel like I've been up for five hours, and then next thing you know, it's like 7:30. Like, damn, it's fucking dark out now. What happened? <laughs> I haven't been doing anything. Because that's the thing, like I said, I haven't been reading. That's usually a good way to indicate time has passed. But, uh, yeah, I almost wish, you know, this would have been a better thing. <laughs> and this isn't going to sound good. But, like, this is, like, one thing where, like, being in the past would have helped this case. Because as long as everybody got word to stay inside, everybody would have been good because there wasn't shit to do in your house anyway. Now I have all this shit to do. It's like... Just thinking about which one I want to pick makes me not want to pick anything. Or like, what do I want to watch? It's like, oh, I don't know. I've seen everything. Worst time ever to catch up on all your shows, by the way. I just did. I caught up on everything by like March March 12th, and I'm fucking lost now. I, I don't really want to start anything new. There's nothing that like is really that interesting to me. Like I said, I need to watch Watchmen, so I guess that that's my next move. But <sighs> breaks my heart. You know what I mean? Like, if this was the 80s, it'd be like, all right, well, you got, like, four channels, so they're going to pack that broadcast. You know what I mean? You only have to ramp up, like, production on, like, seven things. So they could either make that happen or, like, they have a bunch of archival shit. Boom, we got four channels, pick one, right? Now there's nothing else to do. 
You know what I mean? Now I got all these instruments. It was like, but I just made an album and I made it because of the quarantine. Like I, I, I spent like the first quarantine week working on it. The original plan was to do it all one take S like acid house tracks. And I was like, you know what? That's probably not a good idea, especially because the, the album I had was a lot of like one take minimal at least. So I wanted to layer this one up and I wanted to do vocals because like I said, uh, the goal is like I want to incorporate my full setup if I can, um, at least most of it. You know what I mean? So it's like I got this mic and I do this podcast. It's like why not put some put some vocals in the music? I think that it went well. Uh, I hope you check it out. But anyway, imagine 1985, you know? I'm sure that, it, like, you know what I mean? They would have got through this like it was nothing. They would be like, oh, it's over now? All right. <laughs> I could have kept going a couple more months, but all right. You know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad I have a Kindle, though. So if I do end up, like, starting books and, like, run out of shit, I can just throw more on there. No problem. Um, For those of you who are anti-Kindle e-reader, listen, I was the same way. Okay, I didn't think it made sense. I'm like, oh, analog, like, come on, it's a book, it's a book. There's no reason to think that. Okay, books are not, uh, I mean, books are sacred. I don't really understand that either, but that's a whole other conversation. But I mean, just like physically, like a bunch of pieces of paper isn't sacred. Like, it's about the text that makes like books sacred, freedom of speech and all that bullshit. It's just primitive stuff that stuck around. That's all that I think it is. And that it's one person, I guess. That's fine. But then, where's my praise? Right? <laughs> anyway, not the point. Uh, the point is, like, yeah, so, like, the physical paper isn't what's sacred. So, get this thing that I don't like having to fold the book back because it ruins the spine and folds your pages and it ruins the integrity of it. It's like, if I own a thing, I want to, I want to maintain it and keep it, ideally. You know, because like that's what you do with books. Like unless you know you're gonna flip a book, like if you're buying books to sell them, it's like you are just accumulating debt. You might as well just have a collection of something. You know that could be. You know what I mean? Whatever. Um. But yeah, like I I don't like doing damage to it, and then it like can cramp your hand. If it's a heavy one, if there's a lot of pages, it's hard to hold it open. If you're at the beginning or end, like only the middle is a comfortable spot to to just leave a book open. Otherwise, you have to like awkwardly hold it weird or fold, like I said, or fold it. Like your options are pretty limited there. Whereas this thing, lightweight, compact, boom. Doesn't hurt your eyes. Looks like a piece of paper. It's a, it's a total advancement and amazing. I mean, I don't get how it's not the craziest thing. Like, if everybody had one of these, everybody would still get newspapers for sure because then you'd wake up in the morning and it would just be on your thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I get that you can just have, like, a feed, but it's it's nice to read a thing that doesn't have the backlight to it. I intentionally got one without a backlight because I'm like, doesn't that defeat the purpose of this thing? Obviously, I realized that it would come in handy now. And maybe it's, like, backlit in a way that it's still somehow... I mean, it's still e-ink, right? So it has to... I don't really know how that would work, but... Um, I mean, you can read it with the light on. You know, it works the same... It works better than a book does in that regard because, like, if you're just under the light, it's going to reflect even more and you're going to be able to see it no problem. So, anyway. Yeah, full... I fucking love them. And they're dirt cheap. They're, like, 60 bucks for the base model. That's all you need unless you're powering through novels like crazy. Then sure. And then all the more reason. Like, you're saving space. I just don't... I don't really see anything negative about it, frankly. I mean, Amazon's shitty about it. And they, like, pay... Like, charge a fuck ton. But, I mean, it's a little USB thing. You can just plug it into something and throw shit on there. You know? Find some PDFs online. Who the fuck cares? Right? 
Now, I would never do that, right? So, don't check my IP. Anyway, I I always go into these thinking, like, man, I don't have enough to talk about. And then uh, I'll look up at the screen, and uh, I'll have been going for, like, 45 minutes. And I'm like, Jesus, dude, I didn't even... I didn't even know I was talking, going to talk about all that stuff. And I, I kind of mentioned that in the last episode. It's like, I didn't even know I had these opinions, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's weird how much you realize you can uh, process if you just keep fucking rolling. <laughs> I could probably keep this thing going for like four hours if I really wanted to. But then it's like, Jesus, I'm really going to run out of topics. I've always wondered that about like sitcom writers and i mean like larry david used to like he said that in interviews he used to be like dude how are we gonna write 22 like after they got renewed like when when they got picked up for the initial six he was like how are we gonna write fucking five more of these things you know what i mean i put everything i had into that one and then like they got a new season he's like how the fuck are we gonna do 22 of these and you know obviously they fucking crushed it it's like i i read a thing about seinfeld the other day that i'm sure is you know a lot of people have read and seen before but i saw it for the first time it was like uh Seinfeld is the first sitcom to achieve the status of art. It's like, I would fully agree with that. Because it, it is like, it is so good that it's almost a spoof of sitcoms. You know what I mean? It's almost like a meta, it's almost like a meta comedy. And I know it literally gets meta at points, like which is my favorite part of the whole show. But that's just my meta thing, which I think I've said before. I don't know. Big meta guy. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it it is so much higher quality than, like, everything else. Like, even the other ones that are good that I like, it's like you compare them and it's like, dude, they're not even close. It is like they're, like, different show, like, different types of shows at that point. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, I, I fully agree with that statement. But, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I probably would freak out the same way, I think. I mean, I, but I think that it would also happen is my point. Like, I think that, uh... <sighs> Maybe some people, especially creative people, don't realize how deep their reservoir is. And if you stop pushing, maybe you run out. Maybe you end up doing the same shit. Maybe you're not pushing any boundaries. Who knows? Maybe that's where that is. Maybe it comes from a lack of self-confidence. Maybe it comes from a lack of uh, lack of trial. You know what I mean? Maybe some people find their comfort zone and they just want to sit in it. You know? I, I, I'm a little of both, I think. I think sometimes you find what you're good at and you just, like, really steer down that lane. That that That's the nice middle ground and that's where you need to be right so kind of like what i talked about like with the instruments like i realized like oh this one's not for me i need to go this route like i need to be a rhythm guy you know what i mean my thing is drum and bass still getting this bass thing figured out if anybody hears this and like has can like help me work through this 303 a little quicker because like i like to i like to only go to tutorials when i absolutely am stuck and like can't i like to try to figure out the device by myself but there definitely is a lot that i could learn i mean even on the 808 i'm sure that there's a million things i can learn that i don't realize that this thing can do i mean i went like a year before realizing i could tune every instrument individually didn't even know it was embarrassing i mean but i'm not afraid to share you know there's a bunch of shit i found out i could do after the fact and you know so I'm sure the 303 I basically knew nothing about. So even the stuff that I'm going to find out, I'm sure that there's a million things from there. It, it, it's just crazy. But, yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, I think you should find your lane and in, uh, instead of, like, just, like, you know, moving in, you know, drive down that lane, you know, see what it's like, you know. I say fi- fi- find your route and then really drive down it. 
that that's where you gotta that's when you gotta start exploring more like you explore till you find your shit and then when you find your shit you explore that shit you know you get to know that shit you know what i mean you don't flush that shit right away you let it sit for a minute you let everybody know i took that shit that's big john's dump you know what i mean and you put your statement down right this is my territory. You piss on that fire hydrant. You let everybody know. Don't come to my fucking neighborhood, bro. This is my fucking neighborhood. Okay? And you keep that shit straight. You make sure everybody, you know, puts in their place and, you know, doesn't look you in the fucking eyes. Because, you know, they know. They know that you know that they know that they're scared. Okay? And, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Don't fucking, don't come to my neighborhood. <laughs> I guess is is what I was getting at there. All I can say is that, you know, they just announced that Rick and Morty's coming back, and I think that that's what we really needed. I mean, I need to fucking watch Better Call Saul. It's been driving me insane that I haven't been able to watch it. It's like, how are you guys not putting each one on Netflix, like, to help everybody out? That's the boost that we need, you know? Get get Better Call Saul streaming somewhere, episode by episode. Come on. I, uh, my, my hope is that when the season's over, they're like, okay, in two weeks, we're just going to stream it. You know what I mean? Like, thanks for watching. Because I get it. You still don't want your ratings to get hurt. You got advertisers and shit. So I guess that that's fine. But, yeah, I think that they should be like, you know, or at least like, oh, next month. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to replay it a couple times, try to get rerun value. Boom. Whatever. That's cool. But, I mean, come on. Give it to us. And then Rick and Morty's coming back. That, that seems awesome. Justin Rowland's new show seems exactly like the same show, but toned down. So I don't know. It's like the way American Dad was at first. Like, I get that American Dad ended up becoming this weird little critical darling out of nowhere. I guess because it fell into obscurity. So everybody's just like, hey, come on. It's actually pretty good. It almost seems contrarian. I don't know. I, I've liked some of it. But definitely the beginning, I did not. I thought that show sucked. I was like, this is just bad Family Guy. Because it was also when Family Guy was still pretty good. But anyway, that's not the point. Uh, I don't really know what the point was. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but no, like... Yeah, Royland show seems like that. So maybe it'll end up being awesome. I'm sure I'm sure it'll still be good. Like he's fucking hilarious. I don't like that the voices are so similar though. But anyway, yeah. I mean, I've Rick and Morty's my shit. Everybody knows that. Um one day, one day I'm going to do the full road trip story when we drove to fucking Kentucky to go to Shoney's because we found out it was a real place. <laughs> Unbelievable time. Um but yeah. I'm gonna do. I'll do a start to finish podcast one day. I wanna. I wanna get. Uh, I wanna get some of the goons in stew. Studio, you know what I mean. You guys are hip. You know what I mean. I don't need to pander to any audience, right? I got my audience. This is my audience. You don't come near my audience. You wanna talk to my audience? You talk to me first. <laughs> uh, I don't know though. Uh, I like that everybody's like still kind of trying to do their little shows and stuff, and I like that like the 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 late night shows now are actually about fucking actually interviewing people, and they're like they seem to be having be having real conversations now. That's cool. Let's continue that and let's make it more long form. How about you just fucking interview somebody for thirty minutes and then somebody else for twenty minutes and then your monologue's ten. How about that's the show? That's what I want to fucking watch. Don't call it an interview if it's fake, you know? Like, maybe maybe that's the one the one bright spot of a change that we'll see um, that I would really like. I don't know. Hopefully everybody gets on the same page. I will say that John Oliver definitely needs an audience, whether he says so or not. The, the lack of laughs, 
it's weird because like I would never say this about a sitcom. Like some sitcoms definitely overdo it when they do it fake. But I guess like having real after there definitely makes the show a little bit. I don't know. The punchlines just hit better. Like comedy without laughter is weird though. A sitcom at least is like a story and good acting, so you can do one without an audience. There's plenty of done. Like Arrested Development is never is fucking unreal funny the whole time, and it would be terrible if it had laughs in it. You know what I mean? I think Seinfeld could have played without laughs. I think that the laughs add something to it. You know what I mean? Um, but it doesn't like rely on it, and they don't seem fake. They seem real, and I know that they're edited. They're always going to be edited. You have to make it sound as good as possible. Like I get all that, but like you know what I mean? It's like the way the Big Bang Theory laughs were. That show would be funnier if it had no laugh track, because that laugh track like is such a turnoff to me. I think that that show would be way funnier. If they released the entire series with no laugh track, I bet you the critical evaluation and public thought of that show would probably go up. That's just my theory. That's my Big Bang Theory theory. So, (laughs) write that down. April 1st, 2020, the Big Bang Theory theory was announced. Let's make this happen. Let's get some petitions together, um, you know, and uh, let's see if that'll be a thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, if imagine watching a stand-up set with no crowd there. That would be so fucking weird. So that that's why I don't like that. Like, you can't really have monologues without an audience in comedy. I don't know. I, I'm sure it could be done. I mean, he did it, and the show was still great. It's always great, but just just a thought. Just just a thought. Just a little thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm getting weird. I don't know. I think I'm hungry. I'm gonna have to get out of here. <laughs> uh, but no, it is time to wrap up. Uh, check out the record, WolfX, everywhere. WolfX.bandcamp.com if you can't find it. Uh, check out Multiplex also. Same thing, Multiplex.bandcamp.com. Uh, yeah, uh, that's it. I'm probably going to stick to just doing it weekly because my thing is like if I do two of these a week, I don't know. I just think like in quarantine, unless I start coming up with like if I start like really writing out a couple shows, then I could probably do two a week. We'll see. We'll see. Production will at least be con- it'll be consistent. It may possibly ramp up, but it'll probably just be the same. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll try to get another one going. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of this one. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Never forget, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.